it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Welcome into the Wednesday, December 8th edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Tweed, Nick Verslini, again, no Colin McLaughlin. Need to go do some deliveries for the Hornby Publishing Company. He's a busy man, that Colin McLaughlin. Too busy to come and hang out with his buddies and talk some sports, right? I guess so, yeah. Maybe he doesn't look at us as good friends. I guess like, not. Hey, you got to do work. I got to do work, then I got to go to sleep. That's more important than talking about something I love for 40 minutes. Yeah. You know, what can you do? Can't do anything. Can't multitask, right? I guess, and do, Can't do both at the same time either. Uh, but let's talk about some news we kind of talked about yesterday, breaking during the show. Just kind of wrap it up again, because I know people love to hear about Martinsburg football. So why not? Obviously, they won the state championship and uh, Murphy, not Murphy, Hudson Clement. Murphy Clement will be back next year after getting injured as he's only a sophomore this year, so we'll have two more years. Uh, but Hudson Clement named the West Virginia State Gatorade Player of the Year yesterday. Obviously, that's a huge honor, and uh, hopefully that kind of helps his recruiting a bit because he's still uncommitted. Yeah, still uncommitted, and you mentioned, obviously, Hudson – or Murphy. <laughs> there I go, <laughs> uh, mixing them up. But he'll probably win it one day, I would think. You know, he's definitely a, a great player uh, for Martinsburg. So, you know, but back to Hudson, um, you know, an, an excellent season. You look at the numbers, 1,700 yards. 23 touchdowns, one defensive touchdown as well. So 24 total touchdowns and one special teams touchdown. Uh, they didn't even mention that. Yeah, they his, didn't mention that because that was a that was a punt return for a touchdown. So he had 25 total touchdowns on the season, um, and it was just you know a great player on both sides of the ball for Martinsburg. Really helped that team, especially with all the injuries they had, which I think kind of opened up an opportunity for him to win this award. Not to take anything away from him, but uh, he had to step up in that situation where they lost guys like Braxton Todd and Kai Walker that were other big playmakers for this offense. And he did step up and uh, was a huge contributor for Martinsburg this year. And to have that state championship game, uh, he'll never forget that. I don't think we'll ever forget those eight touchdowns and just uh, an incredible season for Hudson Clement. And again, hopefully, yeah, that opens up some more opportunities for him. I mean, you would think it would. And again, because there's only 50 of these honors throughout the whole country. Yeah, so he'll be up for the National Player of the Year. Uh, you know, it's going to be a very tough competition. but <laughs> Yeah, definitely, especially because um, I believe the Arizona Gatorade Player of the Year coming to play at West Virginia, a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of you know great players that are up for yeah. Player of the Year in the entire nation. So uh, I don't think he'll win that one, but no. just to be That'll honored. That'll be hard. be very hard to do. Just to be honored as one of the better players in the country – or at least one of the or the best player in your state, uh, you know, is certainly something by to a be nationalized proud of. organization. Yeah, so this is. Not, I don't think. I don't think this is specifically by people in the state. Like yeah, the Kennedy Award is voted on by people in the state. I don't know if the Gatorade Player of the Year is voted on by people in the state. 
I would think it has. Or to if be it is, it gets you more recognition than way. it does the Kennedy Award. The Kennedy Award, people know about it in the state of West Virginia. Maybe some in Ohio, some in Virginia, some in Maryland, potentially some in Kentucky, potentially. But not a lot of people know the Kennedy Award outside of the bordering states of West Virginia. Yeah. So, you know, again, I think he'd he'd fit in well at Shepherd if that's where he likes to go. Um, but. You know, just an incredible year, and congratulations to him once again. And uh, obviously, we talked with head coach Britt Sherman on the show Monday. Hudson and uh, coach uh, Sherman and uh, defensive coach were on the Eastern Panel talk on Monday morning. But coach Sherman uh, shared the post last night on Facebook, and he said, "Great team honor. Hudson will t- will let will tell you a lot of guys contributed to his his and our success. Congratulations." Yeah, that's a good point as well. Yeah. I mean, obviously he can't. He couldn't have gotten the award if it wasn't for everybody else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, both quarterbacks throwing great passes to him all season at wide receiver, and you know, just fitting in on a on a really good team and, and a tremendous season. Definitely, and uh, let's continue with some local sports as we open up the show again. Just want to remind everybody of what we said yesterday. Not sure if anybody, if everybody tuned in, that's tuned in now, tuned in yesterday, but uh, our basketball schedule. For uh, high school and Shepherd has been announced. We already started doing some Shepherd games because they already played on the year. We've done three games, uh, but this Friday and Saturday kicks off our season. Uh, we just got news about uh, less than two hours ago. Kind of things are kind of up in the air right now uh, because it was we're we're headed to the Muscleman Mixer on Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Uh, there was four teams in it, but it appears right now St. Albans has pulled out due to COVID issues. So right now, three teams, those three teams being Jefferson, Muscleman, and Hurricane. Um, obviously, they're you know we talked with the athletic director earlier, and they're trying to get a fourth team to come to come into it, um, but. It's kind of hard to do three days before the event. Two days before the event, actually. Yeah, and obviously Jefferson's not going to play Musselman in a tip-off tournament. No. They're not going to play an extra game. So maybe in, like, if it was all non-conference teams, maybe you would just say, hey, we'll play you. We'll pick up an extra extra game here. But uh, in this scenario, I don't see that happening. So hopefully they can pick up somebody else. Uh, Again, I don't really know, you know, who, who would be available to play or who they're maybe thinking about. Uh, and like you said too, you know, just a few days notice. Uh, so for all those, like both of those teams are in the Southern part of the state. So they're making a pretty, pretty big trip up, p- pretty big trip. And I don't know who they'd be able to pick up. Maybe somebody around here though, doesn't have anything going on and is willing to play some basketball, but then that, that's not in the conference. You could see maybe you, a Berkeley Springs or something. Maybe like you could pull it uh, depending on what teams from Virginia are like right there in the Winchester yeah. area. You could pull a Millbrook, a James Wood you know potentially those teams are right there as well uh but sharando maybe uh, you know those teams are there we'll we'll keep you guys updated on that but uh hopefully we're calling four basketball games friday and saturday yeah and hopefully for you know jefferson's case too they get a game in here uh you know and and don't lose a game on their schedule well muscleman and jefferson would lose a game on their schedule unless they just decided to play each other well, I don't see that happening. But well, they both lose a game, so then it'd be one weird game. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but that'll happen Friday and Saturday at Musselman. We'll have the broadcast. Hopefully, uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that. And then uh, next Tuesday, we'll get started doing individual games. It'll be Fort Hill at Spring Mills, a 7 p.m. pregame show, 7:30. First tip 
uh, tip off there. Nick and Colin will have the broadcast for that. And then on Wednesday, we start girls basketball as Hampshire is at Musselman. Colin and Jim Klein will be on the call for that. And then uh, that kind of rounds out most of this month. We'll head on next Sunday, the 19th, we'll head down to Hilton Head. As of right, you know, we've already booked our trip, but hopefully both these teams are, are both still going. You never know with, you know, COVID stuff going on as well. But the 20th through 22nd is the Seahawk Classic at Hilton Head Island High School. We'll be down there, Martinsburg Boys, Spring Mills Girls. Uh, the first night we'll have Martinsburg Boys against Savannah Country Day out of Georgia at 5.30 p.m. And then almost immediately after that, we'll have Spring Mills Girls at Hilton Head Island High School right there. The host team at 7 p.m. is a tip for that. And then it kind of all depends on who wins and where the winner's bracket takes you or where the the consolation bracket takes you. Right. So, I only put you on there twice. <laughs> uh yeah, it should be an exciting weekend. I think, the, or week it actually is it's three days Monday through Wednesday. But uh, what I was gonna say is, you know, for those teams, they get to see some different teams that they don't normally play against, which is always good for your program because you're getting a chance to play against a different type of team. Maybe they play a different style, and that can help prepare you for what you'll face in the regular season and just different quality basketball players as well. Uh, will help your team get better so you know that's really the point of a trip like that and if you can come away with a tournament uh, championship too that builds a lot of confidence for you heading into the regular season and heading into the conference season definitely does that and every year uh, right before new year's is the skip fowler memorial classic at martinsburg high school we'll have that as well uh, the 29th and 30th tips off at 6 p.m excuse me Jefferson versus Bridgeport the 29th and then Millbrook against Martinsburg at 7:30 uh, and then the Thursday the 30th Millbrook versus Jefferson 6 p.m. Bridgeport against Martinsburg 7:30 p.m. and then as I mentioned uh, I believe it's I think it's 11 or 12 boys and girls high school basketball games each month and then we'll sprinkle in some more Shepherd in there. Our next Shepherd broadcast will be Saturday January 8th uh, doubleheader again versus Westchester. It'll be a 1 and 3 p.m. tips. Uh, and then in February, we'll do the same. I believe we're adding an extra game on the 22nd of January as Martinsburg is at Morgantown. I believe that will be on the docket now. That wasn't on the docket previously. Uh, but it should be a good few months of basketball. And then they go into sectional play. Yeah. So, yeah, it goes by in relatively quickly basketball season and uh, – once it gets going here, I expect a lot of competition in the EPAC this year. I think a lot of teams are bringing back some good players, and just uh, you know, overall, it, it's usually a pretty competitive conference. So we'll have a lot of exciting basketball here in the next few weeks, and then on the Shepherd side as well. The, both teams are off to a good start, so uh, they've been fun to watch as well. They've definitely been fun to watch, and uh, hopefully we'll uh... – get to talk a little more shepherd basketball as we'll do it right now actually no we'll, we'll step aside for a break and then we come back we'll talk some college uh hoops between west virginia and then talk a little bit of shepherd and uh that'll do it for this first segment sponsored in part by parsons ford Kent parsons ford in martinsburg we became number one by making you number one first go to parsonsford.com for more again like i said when we come back we will talk college hoops shepherd 
uh, more uh, more <laughs> WVU and uh, a little bit more. That's next on the Sports Mix. In the cranberry glades, ain't got bars nor the charge to call her anyways. My mind's a mile a minute, and my thoughts to bark like With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Are you looking for a full-service web design company right here in the eastern panhandle? Then look no further than Pro Design LLC, specializing in web design and development, web hosting, and application development. Pro Design is a locally owned company serving local clients since 1997 with a reputation of quality, creativity, and personal touch. Let Pro Design build or redesign your dream website. Find them online at professionaldesign.com or phone 304-676-9940. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The Mid-Atlantic Group has been serving the area's insurance needs for 40 years. We are an independent insurance agency, therefore we can offer insurance from many insurance companies, find the right coverage at the right price with Easy Payment Plan. Located at 201 West Martin Street in Martinsburg, the Mid-Atlantic Group is easily accessible from Morgan, Jefferson, and Berkeley County. To set up an appointment with a local insurance professional, give them a call today at 304-267-8989. That's the Mid-Atlantic Group at 201 West Martin Street in Martinsburg. Let them help insure you today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini. Happy to have you with us and uh we'll talk some college hoops action uh more news for the shepherd women's team and well actually before we do that before we get to college hoop let's talk college football because there was a release that got sent to us by chip ransom the sid at shepherd at eleven sixteen. so within the last just over the last hour uh tyson bajan and offensive tackle joey fisher have been named to the 2021 AFCA Division II Coaches All-America teams. That was announced today by the American Football Coaches Association as Bajant gained first-team honors while Fisher was named to the second team. Uh, the honors just keep coming for Bajant. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that uh, those two were the only two. Uh, hit the mute button. Hello? There we yeah. go. I couldn't. <laughs> I, you know. It's all good. So, uh I'll just kind of pick up where we were talking about. Uh, Bajant, Eric, Tyson Bajant and Eric Fisher named to the Division Two All-American teams, and I was a little bit surprised that those two were the only two named to the All-American teams yeah, from Shepard. Well. 
uh, considering they had a few different guys that were preseason All-Americans. But, I mean, to be in the Final Four, too, and, and just get two representatives seems a little low. But, again, we're talking about the entire country here. Of Division a ton two. of teams. Yeah. So there's a lot of good players. Um, and, you know, like we said, Bajan now with the first-team All-American spot, I think at quarterback, too, that, that pretty much puts him as the Harlan Hill Trophy winner because quarterbacks tend to win those kind of awards. Yeah. And uh, being the first-team quarterback solidifies you as the best quarterback in the country, so probably going to see him win that trophy as well. So an excellent season for him. And that offensive line that might not get as much talked about, but they were great this season up front. Uh, Fisher being one of the leaders on that unit, but also Eric Ostrow, Cole Weaver, and just a lot of good players up front for them and uh, helping Bajan have that success that he had because of that protection and uh you know just a really good season so far and hopefully the rams can continue that in the semifinals that game will be aired on espn plus at 3 30 this saturday against fair state and definitely a big one unfortunately we cannot broadcast that because the semifinals and finals go to the big four letter network you just mentioned yeah uh but congrats to those guys uh Bajan and Fisher on the recognition and obviously we're anticipating more recognition for Bajan coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but the next thing I want to talk about here is Shepherd women's basketball. We've now seen them for two games on the season and th- they just play so well together. I mean, they're 7-0 right now on the season. They've now jumped into the uh, D2SIDA national poll. Uh, we had been getting national, or we had been getting the region polls for the first couple of weeks, uh, just the the region one polls. But now seven and zero, and with that big win over Gannon last Friday night that we had the broadcast for, uh, they've now jumped into that top twenty five, sitting at twenty two on the season. Yeah, and third in the region now. So it's been you know a good start to the season for the Shepherd women. Uh, one thing that might be a little bit concerning, they had some injuries in that last game. Hannah Myers going down with an ankle, it looked like, and uh looked like it was going to be pretty significant. So not having her could hurt them, especially defensively. But that big three of Beeman, uh, Sydney Clayton, and Marley McLaughlin, certainly dangerous. All three of them can put up double figures, even put up 20, 30 points on any given night. So when anytime you have a core like that, that can lead your team and put up big-time numbers consistently, you're going to be a dangerous team, and obviously Shepard's been that so far. Yeah, definitely. This Saturday, they are at West – or excuse me, Virginia State, not West Virginia State. Uh, that's in Petersburg, Virginia. And then they'll uh, go back to PSAC play for three games. They're all on the road December 14th at Pitt-Johnstown. Uh, December 18th at Indiana, Pennsylvania, December 19th. So a back-to-back there they have at Seton Hill. So they go from Indiana, Pennsylvania to Greensburg, Pennsylvania overnight. Uh, And then on Saturday, December 30th, they'll kind of see where they're at. They'll see where they are at with an exhibition game at Liberty. Um, I think that's, you know, that's something nice to see where you are midseason compared to a Division I team. Because it doesn't count for anything. It's an exhibition game. So just to see where you are, it's kind of like 
especially if you can continue to be as dominant as you've been and get those wins, get that close win like they did, 63-59 over Gannon. Uh, maybe you can compete in that in that exhibition contest, and that'll help you go forward through the rest of the conference schedule. Yeah, it's a little weird to have an exhibition in the middle of your season, but we you see that more Division Two. I know when we were at Marshall that you know they'd have random Division Two opponents like kind of in the beginning of the year. So uh, you know you get that opportunity to play a big time school. It can help you build confidence and also maybe get a look at some of your younger players too, because the game, like you said, doesn't really matter. So you can see those younger players hopefully step up and play well and then you know just get production from everybody and uh kind of get a chance to like you said build on your team and make them better for the uh, rest of the regular season yeah definitely and uh so that'll start after december 30th they'll be fully into PSAC play and have no other uh contest against anybody else but it's definitely going to be a tough schedule for them going through the PSAC play uh the PSAC tournament scheduled to start the 28th of February and then uh, the NCAA Division 2 Atlantic Regionals are March 10th through 14th so that's obviously on their calendar because uh how good of a team they've been so far they hope to keep that throughout the season uh while we're talking uh women's basketball let's also just head over to men's basketball a little bit five and two on the season they lost that game we called to gannon 68 to 60 on friday uh it just seemed like they weren't they just weren't able to shoot very well in the beginning of the contest yeah i mean also gannon came out and looked like a a great team like looked like an unbelievable division two team like they came out just making everything getting high uh transition dunks and all sorts of stuff that i didn't really expect to see out of them and uh i think that maybe caught shepherd off a little bit kind of got them out of their flow of the game but as the game went on the rams picked it up and played pretty good basketball down the stretch but it was just too little too late to make a comeback and gannon held them off to get that eight point win so the rams bounced back though they got the win over clarion and uh, are off to a solid start and definitely have some talent on the roster just uh weren't able to play to the best of their abilities that night uh against Gannon. yeah definitely they will be at home saturday at 1 p.m facing virginia union and then they'll uh, follow it'll be the men's and women's I, i'm uh, presuming at this point that's how the PSAC does their games is they'll do men's women's doubleheaders uh so you only have to have travel one way that makes a lot of sense so they'll be pitt johnstown indiana pennsylvania then seton hill and then they'll be off until january 5th when they're at millersville uh, they do not have an exhibition contest scheduled over that amount of time, but then they get full into PSAC play kind of after Saturday's game. And uh, they've got a good season ahead of them. We'll keep with them, obviously. We'll be calling their game uh, January – what did I say? January January 8th, the Westchester game we have on our broadcast schedule uh, so that'll be a good contest when it gets to that point. But now let's transition to West Virginia men's basketball. Then Old Big East battle tonight on tap at the Coliseum. And uh, for more on that, we'll hear today's Mountaineer Report. 
Mountaineer head coach Bob Huggins concerned about his team's emotional level as it prepares for tonight's game against the Yukon Huskies. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. Kroger knows this year the holidays are doubly important, so make your celebrations doubly special with fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and Simple Truth organic Brussels sprouts. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Double specialness, void where prohibited. Certain restrictions Wait, stop are- illegal. We've got even more special holiday food. It's like delicious king crab legs, private selection gourmet potatoes, our cave-aged Murray's cheese, and fresh-baked La Brea bread. <sighs> Kroger, fresh for everyone. All right, legal. You're up. Double special this void where prohibited. Certain restrictions may apply. Shop for spending stores more details. 42 million Americans struggle with hunger, yet 35% of the food in this country is wasted. Those aren't just numbers. They're our neighbors. Your daughter's friend from school. The family of four next door. The Kroger Company Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation is committed to making fresh food accessible to all by ensuring it never goes to waste. Together, we can help end hunger. Learn more at ZeroHungerZeroWasteFoundation.org. It's a basketball night in Morgantown, West Virginia, entertaining the University of Connecticut Huskies. It's the Big 12 against the Big East. Of course, it's a renewal of an old Big East rivalry. UConn comes in ranked number 15 in the country. They got a lot of things going their way. But on the other side, West Virginia, they might be 7-1, and one, but Bob Huggins less than happy, especially with the emotional level that his team plays with. I don't know why it hasn't been that way. I mean, it's always been that way. You can't blame it all on the portal. You can't blame it all on incoming guys. You know, we've got, we've got a core of, of older guys that should be better. Certainly should play a heck of a lot harder. Of prime interest to Huggins is the play of his big men. He does like the development of Cine Engi and thanks to Paul transfer, Polly Polycap is on the improve. Cine's got size and and length, but he's you know, it doesn't do you much good if you don't use it. You know, Polly has and Polly's undersized. I mean Polly's Polly's six six. He's not not any bigger than that. He's but he's he's been really active and he's been without a question our best inside guy. And I don't think there's any doubt about it. He's been our best guy. He's our best guy in practice. He's our best guy in the games. West Virginia should have the services of guard Sean McNeil in tonight's game. He missed Saturday's game against Radford with a back problem. That is today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. There you go, Tony Caridi. Hopefully we'll... uh... Get him back on the show again, maybe to talk the bowl game. Uh, talking to Colin about that because uh, he's got the contact with Caridi. So hopefully next week, because uh, I guess we can make this announcement now. There won't be a show for about two weeks because we'll be in Hilton Head for that tournament and then coming back and then we're not doing a show on the 24th. And then we may do a show, still trying to determine it around the time that we're here for the uh, for the uh, Skip Fowler right. tournament. We may do a 30th show or 29th show. Haven't really fully discussed that yet, but uh, we'll be in Hilton Head, and I don't necessarily know that that would be because we tried that once before doing the show live from somewhere, and it didn't exactly work out to the best timing-wise and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It's kind of up in the air still. 
But there's going to be a big Big East battle tonight here, and you can hear that right here on the uh, on Talk Radio WRNR from the Mountaineer Sports Network. Uh, obviously, a former conference foe is going at it tonight and renewing their battle, but it should be a really good game because uh, both these, especially UConn, UConn's doing really well this year. Yeah, and well, both teams are doing well, so it should be a good matchup. And, uh, you know, obviously that old rivalry, I don't know if it plays too much of a factor into this one just because, you know, these players aren't really familiar with it. But UConn's ranked, uh, always has a good program, WVU 7-1 and one to start this season. Uh, first real test for them, so a good chance. I mean, they had the Clemson game and they pulled that one out. Uh, but and the Marquette game, which was their only loss. So they've had a few good tests, but uh, haven't really had, you know, a ranked team yet. So this is a big-time type matchup. And uh, Mountaineers at home should be a pretty big crowd. UConn's got some good wins on the year as well, beating Auburn and Michigan State earlier this season. So they've certainly solidified their rankings so far. And I would expect a pretty competitive and intense game. Yeah, definitely. And I don't, you know, there's not a lot of marquee wins on the docket so far that have already come through for the Mountaineers. I mean, you look at a game like Pitt, obviously that's kind of a rivalry there. A game like Clemson in that, uh, and they're down at, at that tournament. But, you know, not a lot of marquee games so far. This is kind of really the first big marquee game on the schedule before conference play. Yeah, in terms of a ranked opponent, I mean, yeah. I'd still say that the Pitt, the Clemson, and the Marquette games are really good non-conference opponents yeah. to get you ready for the regular season. So, really, Bob Huggins' team has challenged itself uh, so far, and this is really the, the final big game, you could say, before entering conference play uh, from here on out. Nothing too challenging before they, of course, enter conference play against Texas. And uh, from there on out, obviously, they'll be playing their conference opponents. They'll also have Arkansas in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. So they have a good schedule this year for the Mountaineers that will help if they were to struggle at some point uh, in conference play, having those non-conference wins, presuming those teams do well. And uh, this is a big one to help your resume moving forward. You know what I didn't realize? I guess I just didn't pay much attention to the box score because we were, I think we had a game that night or that day. Uh, yeah, the 26th, we had a game. So I uh, wasn't really paying too much attention to the Mountaineer game. Uh, but that was against Eastern Kentucky. And uh, there's a player, a certain player on the Eastern Kentucky roster uh, that was on the Marshall roster. Well, there's several. Byron yes. Bennett. There's yes. Jansen Williams. But Jansen Williams, uh, he played in that game against West Virginia in the tournament. He uh, hit his only field goal, had three rebounds and two blocks in just eight minutes because I believe he had suffered a really bad concussion or leg injury or not not too sure, but he got hurt in that game. And uh, he scored 22 points, led the way for uh, Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky only lost by three points in that game. Eastern Kentucky, a really ascending team in college basketball. I guess so. I mean, they're picking so. up Marshall's guys that they don't want anymore. But yeah, I mean, they also have a former Charlotte NC State player, NC State player Braxton uh, Beverly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're kind of building a team down there with the former uh, Marshall basketball guys leading the way. So, 
Uh, definitely a team that is good to put on your schedule if you're West Virginia because, you know, they're a mid-major, but they are they could be one of the top mid-majors. Yeah, they had the herd on Saturday, December 11th. There you go. Uh, look at the rest of the non-conference schedule for West Virginia. Obviously, tonight, the game that we just talked about. And then they'll be hosting Kent State, and then they'll be at UAB on December 18th. Uh, kind of interesting they scheduled a conference USA team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then they'll finish out non-conference play at home against Youngstown State on the 22nd. They'll have uh, eight days off, and then they'll start conference play January 1st in Texas against Texas. Uh, then uh, their first home conference game will be January 8th against Kent State, and then they'll be at home Tuesday, January 11th. And then uh, it's definitely going to be a big time. And then they'll stop conference play midway at the end of January for the Big 12 SEC Challenge against Arkansas um, and then they'll continue conference play. And then their tournament is March 9th through 12th in Kansas City. So to look at the Mountaineer basketball schedule uh, going forward. Um, let's kind of talk a little more college basketball. Did you see last night who got a huge win last night over West or over UVA? Did you see that, Nick? I did not. James Madison University, the soon-to-be Sunbelt team, that is in the CAA right now. They got a huge win over UVA last night. Let me find where's the college basketball NCAA men's. Uh, it was at James Madison, I believe. And uh, James Madison students stormed the court last night. So uh, an interesting game last night. Let me look up the... Uh, game yeah they the james madison won 52 to 49 uh virginia only scored 14 points in the first half they were down 24 to 14 at halftime they scored 35 in the second half but uh, uh what james madison only scored 28 but james madison comes out victors fans stormed the court last night for their first ever win over virginia virginia is definitely kind of becoming lackluster lately i feel like in college basketball well, I think a lot of that has to do with their style of play. Uh, UVA, obviously, a defensive-minded team. They haven't gotten big-time recruits. They like to get guys that can stick around for four years and get through that Tony Bennett system, and then they start to get it around. So maybe they're just in a little bit of a down year, a little bit of a rebuilding stage for Coach Tony Bennett, but uh you know still a very solid program and a, a good win then for jmu that was a huge win for jmu and uh we come back we'll have a little short segment we'll kind of talk about what's going on with the uh movement for multiple schools including james madison to the Sun Belt. there's a lot going on right now and we'll talk about that quickly next and then we'll talk nfl to close out the show you're listening to the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and on tv 10 on TV 10 in Com- or on Comcast in Berkeley and Jefferson counties and on Facebook. Sang 
Hi, I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. The WBU Cancer Institute at Berkeley Medical Center provides integrated cancer services delivered by highly trained physicians, nurses, and support staff in one convenient location. Learning that you or a loved one has cancer is devastating. We trust that you can take comfort in knowing the best and comprehensive cancer care services are available close to home. For more info on WBU Medicine's cancer infusion services or to speak to a nurse navigator, call 304-267-1944. The right attorney can make all the difference in the outcome of your case. I called Sutton and Janelle, the best lawyers you could ask for. Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. 70 years of collective legal experience, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, and mediation. Sutton and Janelle got the most favorable outcome I could have expected. Visit Sutton and Janelle's new historic location, 224 West King Street in Martinsburg. Online at suttonandjanelle.com. Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. They value your rights and are passionate about your success. Let's go! Drink some beers! Located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and Designer Bedding, Outdoor Living, it's family owned and operated and is located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. You can go to Orsini's.com for more. Uh, we're kind of running a little bit behind on time. We talked a little, a lot more about the in the previous two segments than I had anticipated, but uh, we talked about James Madison in the last segment about their basketball team, but... Uh, James Madison, along with uh, Conference USA schools, Southern Miss Marshall, and Old Dominion, they all announced that they were going and they accepted invites from the Sunbelt Conference. And uh, it was for the 2023 season or academic year. So July of 2023 is kind of when everybody kind of announced their move. Uh, that's what the Sunbelt uh, commissioner, when he came to speak at all the, the campuses, had said. Uh, but it looks like now a lot – at least the three conference USA schools, they're trying to move early. They're trying to move after this year instead of waiting another year. Um, and the Louisiana Raging Cajuns athletic director, Brian Maggard, uh, says he thinks they'll come early in, in 2022 as well. So uh, that's interesting. And then one thing that will uh, kind of impact if James Madison, James Madison just can't make the jump because you have to go from FBS to FCS. You have to 
a waiver of a certain amount of time. So I don't think James Madison will be able to make it, but they want to make it because the CAA has made them ineligible for championships. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, that they would probably want to make that jump because of that rule. Uh, but in terms of those teams going early, I mean, that that would be good, I think, because you know, you get in there earlier, you hopefully can kind of start picking up your recruiting too for players that may be more interested in playing in the Sun Belt than uh, obviously they would play the majority of their careers there anyway, but it, it could draw more interest and uh, you know get you started on that competition, which in some ways starts from Marshall this uh, bowl season. They'll play Louisiana in their bowl game. Yeah, and that's kind of where all the talk started. I guess the athletic director for uh, – for Louisiana kind of had a press conference to talk about it because if you know anything about Louisiana, their head coach has left to go to Florida. So he was kind of announcing what the coaching staff would be like for that. And I guess one of the questions he got was, you know, this is going to be a, an early taste of a, of a new Sunbelt potential rivalry. And, you know, he said, and then somebody asked him about them potentially even early because there's been mumbles about that. And uh, his quote is, let's get it going. I mean, why not? I think it will be nice to start the transition, and why wait, I guess. So I think he's definitely happy to have some more competition because, you know, those those CUSA schools leaving, Southern Miss, Marshall, Old Dominion, are you know, at least for the most part, Southern Miss and Marshall have been huge in college football over the last few years. And then, you know, you look at James Madison competing for uh, FCS championships almost every year in football. Yeah, and from a non-football perspective, too, I mean, those teams are solid. Southern Miss has been good at basketball. Old Dominion's been good at basketball. Uh, other sports as well, baseball, both those teams have been really good in Old Dominion and Southern Miss. Uh, so they just help your uh, conference grow and get better. So speed up that process sounds like a good move to me and seems like at least the Louisiana's on board for that. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, we talk about James Madison. They're in the hunt still for the FCS championship. They are in, I believe, the quarterfinals of the FCS football championships. Uh, they are facing Montana on Friday night at 7 p.m. I believe that's an ESPN Plus broadcast as well, or ESPN 3. Uh, but, you know, that's another area team that is you know you kind of would say in the area of here because it's only an hour and 15 minutes south on 81 yeah so it's a it's a relatively close school but i think i was reading something and uh you know they want to see if they can make the move next year because how are you going to get get people to come into your school if you're just going to play 10 games and not be able to play for the postseason because they're only lucky that they're able to play this postseason because the uh since the CAA didn't make since the announcement didn't come till the kind of the end of the year, some championships individual wise, I think cross country and stuff had already happened, so they couldn't let uh you know, those have happened and not the fall have happened, you know. Yeah, it, it's a dumb rule anyway. I don't know why that's even allowed, but it is what it I don't, is. I, I don't make the rules, so I can't tell y'all on that part. Uh, but that does it for this segment, sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to Hagerstown.com, HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back, we'll wrap up the show, and we'll talk NFL. A lot of injury news coming out, not only in Washington, but around the league. That's next on the Sports Mix. I'll take one 
This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. A DUI arrest can have a devastating impact on one's life, your job, your driver's license, and in some cases, your very freedom. My name is Harley Wagner. I own and operate West Virginia's only exclusive DUI defense firm. Since 1999, I've been representing citizens throughout the Eastern Panhandle and state of West Virginia charged with DUI. Let my years of training and experience work for you. The initial consultation is free at the Wagner Law Firm in Martinsburg. Phone 304-901-7400 or online at WestVirginiaDUILawyers.com. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix brought to you by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Philly McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or you can stop by their offices. They're at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. We'll finish things up today talking some NFL. Uh, It appears that, uh, so I saw yesterday... It came out, or I guess Ron Rivera was speaking to the media, and he said that Logan Thomas's injury was not an ACL tear or an MCL tear, that it, he could potentially come back this year, but the move official now as he has been placed on IR, and when it's your second stint on the IR, you cannot be designated to return. So his year is done. And uh, we kind of talked about that on Monday. It, it appears, you know, that was not a great hit. That was, that was, you know, not the, that hit should have never happened. Yeah. And uh, obviously an ACL or MCL sprain, I guess it would be still a pretty significant injury. So that's going to keep him out now for the remainder of the year. And when we talked about this team heading into the year, really they had Terry McLaurin and that was it. And then maybe if what Logan thomas could do at tight end is their big targets in the passing game so uh 
while they've played without Thomas for a good bit of this season, to not have him for this final stretch is significant and uh, could hurt this team, at least in terms of what they're able to do through the air, uh, not having the big play tight end. Yeah, definitely. And everybody had hoped uh, that Montez Sweat would make his return this weekend after uh, breaking his jaw a few weeks back as he was eligible to come off of the uh, injured list. But today he has been placed on the COVID-19 list. Uh, He was expected to return to practice today, but he did test positive for COVID. Um, He already had four sacks this year, so... He's expected to be out at least the next 10 days, which would sideline him for two more games. Um, you know, that's definitely doesn't hurt. Uh, the transactions today for the Washington football team. Uh, so they've placed him on the COVID list and Logan Thomas on the IR. They've signed Jonathan Williams from the New York Giants practice squad. Also yesterday, placing Calico Hudson on the injured reserve list. And uh, they signed Milo Effler. Uh, but kind of with Hudson out he was kind of really replacing Logan or not Logan Landon Collins so you really hope Landon Collins can now come back this week uh, at that uh, Buffalo nickel linebacker position yeah and Collins has been really good uh, since they moved him out of the safety position for Washington so they'd like to have him back and and contributing to the defense Um, also Spencer I saw some other news not related to Washington or the NFL but just kind of something noteworthy in terms of local, uh, well, somewhat local, and and uh, Charleston will once again be a host for the TVT. There you go. I think that might be the new place for the TVT. Yeah, it's one of the several, and uh, I saw it on John Elmore's Twitter. Sixty-four teams, eight regions. Well, next summer we might have John Elmore on again. Yeah, we may <laughs> have to. Uh, but. Another NFL news uh, as we get ready to wrap up the show. About uh, two minutes, two and a half minutes left. Uh, the Seahawks have, uh, I guess they haven't officially put him on IR, but uh, Seahawks Jamal Adams needs shoulder ending, ending or season ending shoulder surgery on his left shoulder. I was confirmed to ESPN today. Uh, that's a big loss for uh, for the Seahawks trying to you know kind of have somewhat of a good you know of a finish out the season strong. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs. No, but kind of, you know, finish out the season strong. That's what you want to do, even if, you know, you can't. You want to be able to uh, kind of get some teams out of the playoffs in your division. So Maybe. The players want to do that. The coaches probably want to do that. The GM probably doesn't want them to do that so they can get a higher draft pick. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Uh, One thing I want to touch on is we have a little bit of time left. I know you haven't been following it, but uh, we might have to make it a must-watch and talk about it on the show. Uh, Man in the Arena, Tom Brady, an ESPN Plus uh, kind of mini-series, docu-series. Uh, it's really, really good. Really, really good. Uh, it goes through kind of how he started, and they've had four episodes now. I don't know how many total episodes there are, but uh, the fourth episode was you know premiered on ESPN Plus yesterday. I watched it. It's about the uh, 2007 season. I mean, I lived through it. Do I really need to watch? I mean, that's what, so it was weird because I didn't really, I wasn't really in, has, as into football, obviously when I was that young in 2001, 2002, 2003, but kind of in oh, four yeah, and five and six, four, five, five, six, seven is kind of when I jumped in 
full steam to the NFL, kind of watching the games all the time when I could. Uh, but reliving that 2007 season was a, was pretty amazing. And then reliving the uh, the touchdown or the catch, you know, the helmet catch by David Tyree in that Super Bowl with different angles was really weird because that was kind of like the first Super Bowl that I remember like actually kind of watching and caring about football. Yeah. Not watching just because, oh, my family's watching it over here at this person's house for this party. Yeah, that was before I really uh, knew that I hated the Patriots. <laughs> and I just remember Tom Brady and Randy Moss on Madden were the go-to, right? So they were. You threw it deep to Randy Moss and worked every single time. So I was very disappointed that the Patriots lost that Super Bowl. Yeah. But, uh, but now I'm, I'm happy that they did. <laughs> so I can't watch 10 episodes of Tom Brady unless it's a homework assignment or whatever. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess I guess you know what that means. I guess we'll make it a homework assignment oh, on the sports mix. Uh, but that does it you for, for my ESPN Plus subscription. You can just borrow mine. <laughs> that does it for today's edition of the sports mix. For Nick Versley, I'm Spencer Dupuis saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.